Hello, everyone. Welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Polanski. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, Mike. It's warm as hell outside today. <laughs> I know. It was beautiful. I know. What, what's the day? It's the February 24th. 24th. Day of recording. And it was like 10 degrees outside. Yeah, I went out. No, like, uh, I had like a... Um, like a little repair thing because I had like a weather strip to put on the door in my shed. Oh, sure, yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, you can't do this unless it's above five degrees. And I'm like, well, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> yeah. We should clarify for our US listeners. We're talking 10 degrees Celsius, which is like 50, I think. Yeah. Give or take. We'll Give say or it's take. 50. Yeah. I don't really know Celsius very well. So. Well, it's a made up measuring thing anyway, right? So. All I remember is my old thermostat was in Celsius and it was like 73. And I'm like, that's warm. Other than that, I didn't really know. <laughs> I like 73. That's what I've gathered <laughs> from good. this. <laughs> it's, it's the maximum that I could go without getting yelled at by my wife for putting too much power into the thermostat. <laughs> okay <laughs> well you know we got bills to pay right well that's right that's right you don't want to overheat everybody either but hey speaking of my wife she's got a corrections cul-de-sac for us oh damn we haven't had one of these in like 30 episodes it's I been feel. a while it's been a while so last week we were talking about william's ear infections okay well you brought up the, the thing about the tubes in the ears so she says toddlers are often prone to ear infections because the tubes in their ears are small. So when they get a sinus cold and congestion, their ears can't drain well. And this often leads to infection. So this is this is why ear infections are so common in babies like little William there. All right. There you go. I, I am educated now. It was not really a correction as much as it was a... A more detailed response, yeah. Increased information. Yeah, it was a, a footnote. Like, what we said, and then there was a little asterisk on the end. And this was, like, the more detailed explanation of that asterisk, right? We're, we're going to go with... We're going to go with that. Okay, because I, I, I yeah. feel like this is probably a better explanation than we gave in general. But... <laughs> Oh, there's more. But wait, there's more? Oh, no, no, no. Just oh, okay, moving okay. I thought, on. I thought we I were going, going with it. a little bit extra stuff here. I was going to move on and, and ask how things were at the, the Blonsky household. Uh, it's going quite well. Ben has become a, a more advanced drone pilot. As you remember, we bought him a little toy drone a while back, and now he's decided that he shall fly the drone, Mike. He has he has seen through our, our bonus controller ruse. And now he wants to have a go at it. But he actually does pretty good. It, it's pretty surprising. Now you say that. Yeah. And I remember seeing a video that was the drone going just straight up into the ceiling and then coming yes. back down. Yes, you are correct. Was that his first attempt? That, that it, Well, I wouldn't. I don't know if it was the first attempt. It's, life is a blur now, Mike. Let's not kid ourselves. But, <laughs> of course. But yes, it was probably amongst the first attempt. But that's more or less what he's got. There's a button on the actual controller that takes off the drone for you and lands the drone for you. But he's sort of figuring out the sticks now. He's learning that if you move the sticks, the drone does something fancy. I don't think he's gotten to the point where he realizes that if you press the left stick, that's the altitude. And the right stick is like left and right movement. But he certainly enjoys doing it. And he knows what the drone is. And, you know, he says night, night to the drone when it runs out of batteries <laughs> after five minutes and everything like that. So he's getting the hang of it. I would say it's it's pretty entertaining to watch, if nothing else. Maybe William should get a drone. Now, now when you say he knows what the drone is, 
Yes. Like, he is he aware that that thing is the thing that flies, or is he like, that is a drone, it is a robotic device that flies well, under my component? <laughs> well, if we're going to use that definition, does anybody know what a drone is fully? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he knows that that is the toy, that the lights come on and it floats in the air and everything like that. So, uh, And he knows he has to wait until uh, daddy is home in order for him to play with it. So usually he's waiting at the front door and then I get dragged over to the family room within the first 30 seconds of getting home so he can fly it but that sounds like an absolute nightmare no it's fun i I, I enjoy it i get it would be fun but i like to decompress for like 30 seconds before oh oh. mike you have no idea what life with ben is like (laughs) i have an idea the only decompression is after he goes to sleep right he is unconscious then you have a chance to breathe. <laughs> well, that's that's good. I mean, hey, he's unconscious right now, so you got plenty of time to just relax and and spend some time with your old pal Mike. Yeah, that's true. We can talk all sorts of fun stuff. Zero more fun stuff to talk about with Ben. I was going to say we also took him to a place called Jungle Jam. Have you heard of this? It's like an indoor playground, basically. Is that in Burlington? No, this one. Well, there might be, but the one we went to was in the Ancaster uh, Industrial Park. But basically, yeah, it's like a little two-story indoor playground. You know, it got some big slides and got a little toddler zone and whatever. And he was amped to be there, let me tell you. So there are the sort of the the pièce de résistance of this place is a two-story slide, uh, which he is a little bit too small to go on by himself. So we would go up there and we'd slide down with him. And then we'd get to the bottom and he would just be so energized that then he would then run and do a lap around the whole building and then come back to do the slide a second time and when he's doing the lap it's not just sort of like plodding along he's running screaming with joy (laughs) and then it goes back to the slide so it was a pretty fun a fun afternoon it's like six bucks well worth the six dollars i think it sounds like your son has energy to burn oh he does he definitely does but he's like a lithium battery. Once that <laughs> once that charge is is done, he's just boop, drops dead, and he's he's ready for sleep. So. Yeah, plug him into the wall charger. Yeah, exactly. We call it the crib, but you know it's the same yeah. same idea. You got to make sure you use the slow charger, so it takes a while for him to get back up to hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the lesson we haven't learned yet. <laughs> oh, the other thing he's been doing is he has taken a serious interest in walking up and down the stairs, I'll call like a big boy, mm-hmm. like actually like stepping up and down the stairs, which is terrifying when he tries to do it on the way down. But he actually is pretty good at it, but uh, doesn't mean I have to like it. That's true. No, you yeah. don't have to like that at all. Yeah. So we spent about 45 minutes the other day of him walking up the bottom step and then walking down the bottom step and then clapping because he wanted us to cheer for him because he did a great job of stepping down one step so (laughs) we will see we'll see where this takes us but uh it's nerve-wracking when he tries to do it himself understandable understandable yeah Yeah, i i don't know about you but i when when ben was first born well even up until like i don't know last couple months if he was doing something stupid, I don't really care, right? Like, he would trip and fall and he'd hurt himself. You know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, can take care right. of him. This is how you learn, you know? Learn to walk because when you fall, it sucks to fall. So, get better balance and whatever, right? That's that's kind of the opinion that I had on things. But, man, I have turned into a, a goddamn nervous wreck. But I think it's just to do with, like, the stairs and heights and that kind of stuff. Right, right. Because, I don't know. I just, I get so, like 
visibly tense. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't know if you have the same sort of internal trauma, but yeah, it's just something that new that I've discovered or developed maybe. Maybe I'll get there when we start to kind of let William just do those things and make those mistakes. You know, if he's near a height heights of any kind, it's like, nope, you come over here now, that kind of a thing. So right, okay. if we don't have to, if he's like at the top of the stairs and he's looking to go down them, I won't be like, okay, give it a fail. You know, like, <laughs> well, no, we, we won't do that either. It's not like Darwinism. Let's go. You know, I'm not going to be sitting there waiting to catch him when he does fall. I'm just going to be right. like, let's not go over there, but uh, okay. you know, I'll just avoid the fall in general. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Maybe that's probably the smarter way. So what you're suggesting is that I am the only person who struggles from this. So far, I mean, things could change. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Well, what's up with you, Mike? What's what's new? You were saying that William has done 101 things, so let's get burning down that list. Yeah, he's got a ton going on. I guess where to start? Where to start? There's so much, and I'm, tr- I'm looking at ways to, like, jump from one topic to another in a nice flowy way, but I kind of can't. Everything's so all over the place. All of these things. Let's just bullet this shit. All right, we're going to bullet this list. Uh, William's got some more teeth. Oh, does he? How many he's got now? He's up to six. Oh, yeah, just cranking them out. The thing is, we had no idea that he had these teeth because they're his molars. Oh, nice. Yeah, they they came in. We don't know when they came in, but he suddenly has molars. And it's like, that could explain why he's been so fussy lately. <laughs> so how many molars did he get? Three? He's, no, he's got two molars. He's got two in the back. And then he's got, okay. the, he's got the two teeth in the front coming in. And he had the two at the bottom that have been right, in okay. for a while. So, But yeah, yeah. So he's got these molars all of a sudden. Like, I guess Laura was playing with him and he leaned back and was laughing. And she just got to like, wait a minute. Like she just saw a flash of white <laughs> and then like right. stuck her finger in. Oh, no, no, that's not. She, see, she told me that she can see it when he did that. She found them because he put a piece of cat food in his mouth and she was fishing it out. Oh, well, that's nasty, but a <laughs> yes. good way to find it. <laughs> yeah, well, he likes to play. I told you last week he likes to play with the old bottle rack. Well, that's right next to where the cat dishes are. So yep. he snaked a uh, loose piece of cat kibble and threw it right into his mouth because, of course, he did. I was going to say, they'll, they'll literally eat anything. This they? is true. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen him try to eat hairballs and, and d- packets of dust and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Does he do that, uh, like, tongue thing if he gets a bunch of hair? Like, all of a sudden, he just runs at you with his tongue hanging out and he sort of, like, bats at his mouth? No. William just lets it sit in his mouth. He just chills with it? Okay. Yeah, he's all just right. like, whatever. And then I have to, like, fish it out. It's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> William is now... Trying to open doors because he realizes that he can turn the knob to open and close doors because he's seen us do it. Right. So he can't, he can't do it. He can't turn the knob. He can't squeeze the latch or anything like that to open a door, but he's well aware of what those things are and what they do and has been definitely trying to use them a lot. I've noticed he keeps trying to go out the front door. And this morning he tried to get into daycare because we were standing on the front porch waiting to get into daycare. And he was like, nope, I'm, I'm going, I'm going in. And I'm like, well, the door is locked. So even if you could pull this off, <laughs> that's another life lesson in itself. Yeah. And, and speaking of daycare, William's made a friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a new, there's a new baby at daycare. He's uh he's just a little guy and his name is Austin. 
And we were talking to the people at the daycare, the women who worked there, and they were like, oh, yeah, William spent all day with Austin playing with them. And he was like playing, like giving him toys and, and like showing him how things work. And, and they, they had a, they, you know, were playing in the bubbles and everything together. And I'm like, well, that's nice. Cause he, up until now, he hasn't really shown that much interest in the babies. Like the other babies at daycare are just there, you know, like he'll, he'll, he will tolerate them, but none of them are his friends, you know, which is really funny. Cause it's the opposite for William. Like everybody loves William. Every baby loves William. Okay. Like if if I walk into a room with William, all the babies are like, ah, and like like there there is a baby that used to be in his class that's now in the the juvenile room, like whatever the next room up is. Okay, sure. And I see her in the mornings when I'm bringing William in, her and her mother show up. And I've actually gotten talking to her mother all the time. But when the daughter shows up, she's always like, William, like waving at him. And he just looks at her just like, whatever. (laughs) Oh, what a cool guy. He's a cool guy. But but William was playing with uh, Austin. Apparently, they put Austin in the jolly jumper because he was like a little upset. And William was right there with him. Trying to help him bounce in the jolly jumper, like grabbing him and shaking him and stuff, and like, right? Yeah, so he's he's great friends with uh, with Austin, and I finally met Austin, and I feel like I know why he likes Austin so much. Why is that? Because Austin looks like Ben. Oh, really? <laughs> but he looks like Ben like eight months ago. Oh, all right, all right. Because he's a lot, he's a lot younger, and but he looks like I, I mean, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like he 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 really looks like Ben when Ben was first running around. So it was kind of like, okay, maybe that's why. Maybe he just thinks he's Ben. Yeah, he's getting like some some flashbacks like from when Ben was younger and they used to play each other all the time. Yeah, okay, I could see it. Yeah, he's just like, oh, it's Ben. Ben's back. I see Ben every day now. <laughs> Maybe, no, it's not Ben. It's not Ben, but yeah. but that was fun. Uh, something that was not so fun for William as we go through the list. See, I'm actually weaving these together. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. It'll all fall apart soon. <laughs> but we've been giving William baths for a long time now. We decide to do something fancy for William. And we gave William a bubble bath. Okay. Did he love it? He did not. <laughs> 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 now we're the jury is still out on why i think partly because his feet might have been cold and then he went into the hot tub and then like the cold feet hot tub oh, was not a yeah, good mix okay i hate that shit too yeah. yeah so that's that's what i think might have been the issue but additionally bubbles are different so like why would he be like oh i love this or immediately right mm-hmm the water was pink because of the way the bubble bath that we were using. So I don't know if it was because the water was pink, but he wanted none of this bath. Oh, damn. Well, that's too bad. It was crazy. He was so upset. And Laura, Laura, it was really funny. She was like, oh, it's just bath water. Like, watch. And she like, just like, like flew her clothes off and hopped in the bathtub. And then she's like, hand him to me and I hand him to her and he's still freaking out. Like, even if she's showing him that she's okay in the bath, so he should be fine too. He's still freaking out. So I take him and I'm holding him. I'm like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. And then I feel my chest get really warm. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh. And then I felt, 
I felt my crotch get really cold because it had lost its heat by the time it reached my crotch. <laughs> so, so yeah. So from there, you know, I kind of just let them finish because what yeah. can you do? No, exactly. <laughs> you, know? you just gotta, you just gotta take it at that. I point, just grinned right? and bared it. Yeah. So then Laura, you know, she gets out of the tub, dries herself off. I hand her him. We dry him off and off, sh- off she goes. And I, I strip down because I'm covered in pee clothes. And one thing I didn't think about was the shirt covered in pee. Right. So, so while I'm pulling it over my head, I got a face full of pee. Oh, my. Yeah. This is, this is like amateur hour over Yeah. Here. Well, this is thing. I've never been peed on before. Right. Oh, I really? Made it, yeah. I made it this long oh, without damn. getting peed on. Good for you. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what else to say to yeah, that. Yeah. So impressive. I mean, I, I got peed on, and then I got of my own mistakes. Got pee in my face. Yeah. And then we put William to bed, and then I promptly had a shower. <laughs> oh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask Mike. Did you enjoy the bubble bath? But apparently, you drained it. <laughs> no, no. We we drained the bath. Well, I mean, by the time I would have got into the bath, it would have been ice cold. You know, we had yeah. to get that baby calm and get him into bed, but. But yeah, so that was the bubble bath terror night. We're gonna give it a another chance at some point, but we're gonna try and 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 introduce the bubbles slowly. Like we're gonna have him in the tub first, and then put the bubbles in, and see if that calms him down. If that was yeah. the problem to begin with, we're gonna make sure his feet are nice and warm before he goes in next time. Yeah, that whole thing. I was gonna say we when we did the bubble bath the first time, it was yeah, kids in the tub and then we made the bubbles kind of grow around them. But I don't know if that's the right way. I mean right. I, I would assume it's the cold feet. That'd be my guess. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. William also, when we were in uh I guess breakfast on Saturday, he was sitting in his chair, and Kratos is always begging for his food. Always. Because Kratos is the fat one who will eat everything and anything. So he's begging around for William for his food. And William looks at him, reaches towards him, and goes, clear as day, kitty, kitty. Oh, nice. And Laura and I are both like, what? Because this is the first time he's clearly said anything that wasn't dada or mama, you know? Okay, so this is first word then. Well, I guess first non-mama dada word. Yeah, so it was very like, what? We have not been able to get him to repeat it. <laughs> but he he straight up was pointing at the cat going, kitty, kitty. There's no way that's not what he was trying to do, you know? Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah, so that was, that was very impressive. Very impressive. Exciting, because now we may have to cancel that appointment in June with that speech therapist. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is he being like more chatty in general now? Like not not actual words, but like gobbledygook or whatever. Yeah, he's always he's always been very gobbledygooky, you know, like just a lot of ah, da, das, and, and blah, 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 and stuff like that. Right. Oh, uh, OK. OK. But for full words, he says, mama, he says, dada. Sometimes he says, dad, day. You know, it kind of sounds like daddy, you know? <laughs> right. Sometimes. Yeah. But dad-dad is the more common variation. And then this kitty. So, we possibly are at three at the moment, which was exciting. But oh, very good. The last thing I wanted to bring up is, you know how you always question, when is a good time to take my kid to some sort of event? You know, like... When do I take him to his first movie? How early is too early? That kind oh, of Oh, sure. Thing. Okay, yes. Yes. Well, we've, we've made the decision, and William is going to an event, and it is either going to be, it's either going to be amazing, 
or a very expensive waste of time. (laughs) What did you settle on, Mike? We are going in September to see the Jurassic World Arena Show. Oh, what what is that? Like, is that like a thing on ice kind of deal? It's kind of like that, but it's not. uh, Well, there's no ice. Okay. Yeah. I guess dinosaurs don't like ice. They don't. No, it kills them. Well, actually, they get killed by giant rocks and then the ice comes. Semantics. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Jurassic World arena show is like you you go to an arena. In this case, we're going to the to cops, cops Coliseum, and we're going to sit in the theater and then there are going to be actors running around similar to Disney on ice or something along those lines. And they'll be telling a story. And then there will be giant animatronic dinosaurs running around and also dudes in weird dinosaur suits running around. Oh, okay. Now, is it is it geared towards kids or is it like an all ages kind of deal? It, it Well, it is an all ages thing. Like, it, yeah. it's, but it's basically if, if you're a, if you were able to see one of the movies, you should be fine seeing this. And, and I've seen like some behind the scenes video where they're like, we're definitely gearing it towards younger kids there's a lot of shots of like little kids in the crowd like being happy but when i say little kids i mean like three-year-olds and four-year-olds and stuff sure william will not even be two at this point when this show rolls around so he's either gonna love it or he's just gonna be like incredibly bored and want to leave immediately and it will be a big waste of money (laughs) (laughs) well you gotta take the shot at some point right Laura and I went to, because the same people who made this show, the Jurassic World Arena Tour, they did a Walking with Dinosaurs Arena Tour, and it was basically the same thing, except it wasn't like, look out, Blue, we got to stop the Indominus Rex. It, it was, here's a lot of educational information about dinosaurs, but we're not just going to be like, here's a video package. It's like, here's a giant you know, three-dimensional T-Rex running around, that kind right, of thing. Right, okay. So the people who made that show are the people who are making the models for this show. And I've seen the behind-the-scenes stuff. They've basically just taken the, the characters from the movie and, and just made them into these either, in some cases, suits. Because, like, Blue, if you watch the video, the behind-the-scenes video, there's this velociraptor, and then there's, like, two human legs coming out of the bottom of it in a leotard. Right. You know, like a little black leotard. <laughs> so, the Blue runs around, and there's a person inside who's puppeting right. the head and puppeting the arms and stuff like this, that. This might be, like, permanently scarring, Mike. <laughs> we're, we're sitting far enough back that he will not interact oh, with the, the dinosaurs. The Blue is not going to, like, put face-to-face with William. No, Red. no. We're about oh, okay. halfway up. So, I feel like it will be close enough that he can see it and be like, oh, but too far enough away that it shouldn't be too scary for him. Yeah. Well, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, it sounds like a pretty cool time. I'm excited to go. I'm not excited to leave early. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> basically where we stand on that one. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing, uh, we're starting small. We're doing a Bulldogs game mid-March. I got, you know, just like when we were younger, I got Bulldogs tickets for free all the time. So we figure, you know, we'll go. And if he lasts for a half a period or a period, that's enough. And if he wants to watch the whole thing, we'll watch the whole thing. But we'll see. And then we're going to do monster trucks in April. Which I think he is going to be all about that. But now, are you going to get the little headphone, like not headphones, but the ear muffs? Uh, he's got some already. Oh, not, I see. Not like the monster truck tire ones, but he's got some ear protection because he likes to be outside while I cut the grass and all that type of stuff. So right, right. He's he's a big fan of PPE. So 
I'm trying to think of what PPE means. Uh, personal protective equipment. Okay, that makes yes, sense. Sorry, <laughs> come from the construction world here. <laughs> I I came from a different world where PPE had something to do with measurements for like ratings. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what PPEs meant. What, is, what would the E stand for? I'm curious now. I can't remember. You, but co- like, you corrections cul-de-sac this next week, It was week, like Mike. personal, oh, personal something emitter or something like that. Because it was something that when it came to measuring television ratings, people would wear these little things. They looked like, um, they looked like a beeper. Uh-huh. And you'd wear it and it would pick up signals in your television so that they would know like you basically wear this thing for like a week and then you give it back to the ratings people and it tells the ratings guys what you've been watching and then they take that information from you and then like 20 well not 20 but a lot of other people and then that's how they determine the ratings (laughs) yeah that's actually pretty cool yeah so there you go a little behind the scenes, pull back the curtain magic there, Mike. Yeah. So now you know. If you ever get a phone call from Numeris in Canada, because it's Nielsen in the States, Numeris in Canada, that's the people who are doing the ratings measurements. And they got so much crap from people that they started paying them. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then also they changed the name of their company because they used to be BBM and everybody would, they would call and be like, hi, this is BBM, which used to stand for the Bureau of Broadcast Management. And everybody thought that they were getting calls from BlackBerry and they're like, I don't want a BlackBerry and would hang up on them. So they changed the name of the company. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That sounds like an unfortunate uh, coincidence right yeah. there. And they're, they, they actually did a whole series of marketing. I remember this where they had commercials. It was like, hi, we're numerous. Sometimes you might have heard of us as stop calling me and please don't bother me and things like that. <laughs> and, but then they'd expl- they explain like, this is what, this is what we do and this is why it's important. So next time you get a call from us, please don't hang up on us. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it, Mike. It was good. They owned it. They sure did. And speaking of owning things, we talked last week about people owning the Nintendo PlayStation that was available at auction. What what is the uh, what's the updates on this, Mike? Yeah, I just wanted to give a quick update on the current bid because the auction still has another like fifteen days to go or something like that. Yeah, it, so it was at three hundred fifty thousand the last time we checked in. What yes. are we at now? Uh, three hundred thousand. It's gone down? It's gone down. I don't know how that works. I guess someone <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I didn't think you could pull back a bid. I, I guess you can, but in this case... I wonder if it was maybe they detected like a bot or like some malicious bidding or yeah, something. Yeah, like, like something fraudulent or something. Yeah. yeah what, for, for whatever reason, it is 50000 cheaper this week than it was last week. Wow, what a steal. Yeah. Put that bid in now, Mike. I know three fifty was a little high for you, but maybe three ten. You know, you could pull that mortgage yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more than I paid for my house. <laughs> so there you go. You could live in the Nintendo PlayStation. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's all we need, right? <laughs> yeah. But that's not the only news in the world of PlayStation, and that's not the only root news in the world of expensive PlayStations. Because I don't know if you saw, there was a Bloomberg report that Sony, in regards to the PlayStation 5, which is coming out later this year, they haven't announced the price for this thing yet. Right. 
And there's been a lot of speculation based on the, the parts inside of how much it's actually going to cost. Well, according to Bloomberg, the parts together are being manufactured for a cost of $450. And this is U.S. dollars. This is U.S. dollars. Yeah. Now, this is not the – that's not the MSRP. This is not the sales price. This is the price of how much it costs to make the thing. And, you know, people are going to want to sell it at a, at a rate where they can make a profit on it. Yeah. You know, so – there's a lot of speculation of what that means. If they're selling this thing, if it's costing them $450 to make, people are thinking that it's going to be at minimum $499 US dollars to purchase it. So, in comparison, what was the cost of the PS4 at launch? The PS4 at launch was $399. Yeah, $399. $399? And what was the PS3? I remember the PS3 being quite high. The PS3... And this this actually comes into play with a lot of discussions that people are saying about the PlayStation 5 pricing. The PlayStation 3 was 599 US dollars when it was announced. Oh, was it that much? Damn. Yes. Okay. And yeah. 599 US dollars became a meme. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the E3 conference where the PS3 was announced and all of its major details were announced is looked back at as this enormous botch of like, you know, like one of the things that they do is they show a game and they're like, this game is based on actual historical battles in ancient China. Now here's a giant enemy crab, like, you know, like stuff like that. Right, right. And then like a giant crab drops out. So that became a meme. And then there was also like. The executive, like, shows off a game on the PSP, and he's like, what game is this? Anybody can guess? It's Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. So between that and the giant enemy crab and 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 people being just flabbergasted at the 599 US dollar price, like, that became a meme in itself. Was Was, like, that clip would be shown on repeat of people being like, 599 US dollars, 599 US dollars. <laughs> and and like that has been talked about is people are like, there's no way. They can't make it $599 because people will just shit on them because of what happened with the PS3. Now, I know there's talk about the PS4 originally was $380 in parts and they sold it for $400. So like they, it wasn't a loss leader for them, but they're not making bank on you know the fifty million PS4s or whatever that they sold here. Do you think they would do something similar? I feel like they would because the the marketplace has changed quite a bit. Yeah, and one of the things that we didn't have back in the day, like when they were pricing these things out, like this is not a thing that existed when PS3 came out. Right, is subscription services can now swallow the cost. Like, it doesn't cost them anything to have the subscription service out there. They make their money from that. Like, that's just free money for them, essentially. Yeah, now you're talking about the PlayStation Plus, right? Yeah, like PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now. It's the same with Xbox, with all of their subscription services. So that, to them, is just, look, here's a lot of money. And, And the games themselves provide a lot of profit as well. So it's kind of like... They could sell it at a loss and then recoup their costs through the subscription services and through the games and through the controllers and things like that. 
which would not be unheard of. It's it's certainly not unheard of to sell the consoles at, at a loss. I think Xbox did that, didn't they? One of the the first Xbox or something like that. I I'm not sure. I can't. I know you, it, there is a console. I think the the PS3 was still being sold at a loss, even though it was five hundred and ninety nine US right. dollars. Right. Okay. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. But yeah. So like, they could, in theory. Put it at a price that's something like I could see it being like four seventy nine, yeah. because then they're not up in five hundred ninety nine U.S. dollar territory, and then they're in a position where they're going to be cheaper because, like the Xbox is the new Xbox, the Xbox Series X has been super rumored to be four ninety nine. Like since it was announced, it's been four ninety nine's the rumor. Four ninety nine's the rumor. So I could see them going to like. Well, four seventy nine is cheaper than four ninety nine. You know, like maybe or, like or that. maybe they just match it too, right? Because I've heard one rumor too, and and we had talked about this in the past that uh, Sony is not going to E three, and Sony's Sony's event or whatever is going to be after E three. I believe is is what they're talking about. Nobody really knows at this point. They keep they said that they were going to go to a lot of smaller occasions and talk right. and do information there. And so far, all they've done is cancel going to smaller occasions because they were going to go to PAX and they've canceled going to PAX and they've canceled going to the Game Developers Conference because in both cases, they are worried about coronavirus concerns. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I'm not going to tell people to risk their lives just to tell me the goddamn price, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So kind of going back to the point, though, is a lot of people are saying that they're being coy on purpose in order for microsoft to release the price at e3 and then they will price according to that i've heard that too yeah Yeah. so so if microsoft somehow busts out like a 399 price they're obviously not going to be like well ours is 499 you know they're going to match it i mean i don't think it's going to be the case obviously but uh you know it's an interesting kind of cat and mouse game that they're playing right now it really is like playstation is going to try and do what no one has ever done before and be the leader the generation after they were the big leader because that's never ever happened nobody who's ever been the like the big leader in a console generation was the the winner the next time around yeah playstation 2 was like the best selling it still is well, it the still best selling is, console yeah. yeah of all time and then the PlayStation 3 in comparison its launch was a disaster and it's something that actually isn't super known like a lot of people just think of like well the Xbox 360 beat their brains in well, it turns out that's not exactly how it happened is over time they made the PlayStation 3 cheaper and cheaper and it actually caught up and actually sold more right but like very slightly, like it's the margin between the number of Xboxes and PS3s is very close together. Unlike now where the PS4 is light years beyond the Xbox One, like the Xbox One, they stopped telling people how many consoles they sold when they were at 30 million. Right. So nobody really knows how many Xbox Ones are out in the wild. It's rumored that it's around 50 million, which people are kind of like, we only assume that. And Switch is actually past 50 million. So they think that Switch has surpassed the Xbox. And then PlayStation is way up at like 106 million or something like that. Like it's it's on its way to being the second highest selling console of all time because it's third right now. Right. No, it's it's interesting. It, it all really interesting. 
I guess I question for you. I mean, because you're predominantly a console gamer, is is how much is too much for you? Because I, I hear I'm the logic behind my question is is that you know we'll talk about the Xbox specs in a second, but you know I know what's in the PlayStation, I know what's in the Xbox, and they're using consumer grade processors and consumer motherboards and graphics cards and everything. You could literally go onto Newegg right now and buy yourself a PlayStation and assemble it yourself. You obviously wouldn't get the operating system and you couldn't play the games, but if you wanted the hardware, you could do it. So, you know, my question is, how much is too much? And at what point do you decide, well, screw it. Why don't I just build a computer? Because like, everyone needs a computer anyway. And, you know, just whatever you're going to spend on the computer, tack on the price of a PlayStation or an Xbox on top of it. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a deep question, I guess. Yeah, but. like my brain just sort of broke. There's a lot of numbers in there. Yeah. Uh, I will say that when it came to the... PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, 599 US dollars came out to something like 630 or 600. No, it's 650. Uh, I could have Canadian sworn. Dollars. I remember it being like 699 Canadian or something. No, I might it wasn't be that bad. It was like yeah. six, it was just like 649. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And that was too much for me at that time. Well, that's a, it's a lot of money. Like, you know, I I can see he's dropping three, four hundred bucks on a console, but six hundred and fifty dollars or seven hundred dollars, whatever it is. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. I can't I don't remember what the price was when I bought it because I did buy it at the first price drop. I basically waited until the very first price drop. Right. I can't remember what it was, but I, I bought it whatever the first price drop in Canada was. And then the PlayStation 4, when PlayStation 4 was first announced, in Canada, I believe the price of it was 400 and 450, four, it was like $459 or something like that. Okay. And then I didn't buy it right off the bat because it was like, oh, it's expensive kind of a thing. And I had to justify it to the wife because I didn't have a wife when I had a PlayStation 3 and I could buy it whenever <laughs> I wanted to. So I had to justify it to the wife. And I remember that while I was in the process of saving up for the PlayStation, the price went up because our dollar tanked. And so our the Canadian price jumped. And I was like, Damn it, I should have bought it when it was the other price. Right, yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, yeah, I was, should it was have paid too closer late. attention to those markets out there, you know. Apparently. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? You've got to be a day trader to buy a console nowadays. Yeah, but the thing that actually worked out in my favor, which is why I ended up buying it when I did, was uh, your wife worked at Best Buy and used her employee discount on the console for me. So that that was very helpful. Um, so that's that's where I ended up getting it. So 650 too much. Yeah. But, you know, 499 with some some discounts on it, not so much, you know? It's it's it that's kind of where it's at. And you know, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm at a point now where I've been saving like for a very long time for this. Sure. If it was 399 Canada, I could buy it right now with the amount of money that I had saved. Mm-hmm. So, I still have until Christmas to save for it, and I've been putting away I put away $15 every paycheck. So yeah. Yeah. So, by the time it shows up and who knows what it, the Canadian price will be, hopefully it won't be too bad, but when they they announce it, I can make my decision at that point. 
Because again, it'll probably get to a point where it's like, well, now I got to justify this to the wife. Even though, <laughs> even though when I when I first told her about it, I said to her, I've been saving it up all this time, and she's like, "That's really smart. I can't fault you on that." So, but we'll see when the actual price comes out. Even if I have all this money in the bank already put aside for this reason, we'll see if I'm waiting for the first price drop or not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll get a corrections corner on that or uh, call the sack next week on that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Will Mike be allowed to buy the PS5? We'll find out. Well, you know, there's a there's a baby and, you know. Well, he can play with it too, Mike. These <laughs> things last like seven or eight years now. Right, right. What do you think about the theory that PlayStation will continue to produce the PS4 as sort of the cheap alternative? So like the PS5 games will work across both devices. I think that makes sense. Like, from what I've heard, basically, the difference between a PS4 and a PS5 is the difference between a low-end PC and a high-end PC. So there's no real reason that you can't run the same game on both. It'll just run better on the newer one. Yeah, and that's what I've. That's kind of what I was getting at. Is if you want kind of that 4K experience or whatever, you would go with the PS5. But if you're fine with a lower resolution, you know, maybe slower frame rate option, you do have the PS4, which I think is kind of interesting. Because what's a PS4 sell for nowadays? Is it in the 200s yet? Not in Canada. In it's in the states, it got down. I think at Boxing Day, it got down. Not Boxing Day, but Black Friday. I think it got down to 199 because the the regular price there is two ninety nine, but in Canada, I think it's gotten as low as two ninety nine at one of those like Christmas holiday occasions, you right? Know? Kind of a Black Friday sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking right now; it's three seventy nine Canadian, but you can get like refurbished ones for two seventy nine. So that's not that bad. No, not really. That's why I have two. Well, might as well get a third. You know why? No, I don't need a third. (laughs) I don't have enough TVs for a third. Well, okay. Well, we'll find you a cheap TV, too. They're like $110 nowadays. Just go on Facebook Marketplace or something. (laughs) Yes. Did you want to talk about the Xbox Series X, Mike? Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of funny that the day that we were going to talk about this, Xbox drops their stats, and it's it's their confirmed stats. And I'm going to kind of defer this to you, because even though you're not an Xbox gamer, you are the techie guy. So you're going to know a lot more about what these stats mean than I will. Yes, that's right. Well, and they, like I said earlier, they basically are computers now. Like they're running all the same components I just put in my own computer. So do you want to run through the stats and I can kind of explain any questions you might have or okay well what what 12 teraflops this is a thing i've heard a whole bunch is that it has 12 teraflops yeah what the hell is a teraflop (laughs) (laughs) basically what it is it's it's (laughs) i'm trying to think of a good way to explain it but it's basically how many calculations your computer can perform at any given second generally relating to the amount of graphics it can display on the screen does that make any sense at all okay so that does make sense yeah so like the higher the teraflop numbers the the nicer your graphics are theoretically going to be doesn't mean they have to be nice but uh it's kind of the more the more pixels they can push if that makes any sense right so the next fun buzzwords are variable rate shading do you know what that is uh i would imagine that is the um oh 
Oh, my brain is just turned off for a second. We the ray tracing stuff. I'm pretty no, sure. No, the, the, there's another thing that they specifically said that is the ray tracing. That is the hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing. And ray tracing, I can at least explain in the sense that I know that it's more realistic lighting and reflections. That I understand. Yes. Yeah. Ray tracing would be the most noticeable difference that you would see. Like you can see reflections off of water rather than just what they provide you. Right. It's like that old trope where uh, you would look in like the mirror in a video game and you wouldn't see your character, but you'd see all the stuff behind you. Like that's ray tracing solves that problem. Basically. Well, actually, a great example of ray tracing is in the game control that I was playing. That game, uh, there's no good ray tracing in the copy I played. I played it on a general PlayStation 4. And in some cases, the game chugs, you know, like there's no way it's got ray tracing in it. But they, the PC version has ray tracing. And I've seen a whole bunch of trailers of like, look how shiny the floor is in the ray trace version because it's all office buildings, right? Like in the right. game. So the shiny, shiny floors and then the, the glass walls where you walk by the glass and see the reflections of your character. There was actually a shot that I saw where they zoomed in on the main character's eye and you could see the reflection of what she was looking at in her eye, yeah. which is like. How the hell are you even going to see that? What <laughs> occasion are you looking in the character's eye? You know, like, yeah, but I, I feel like we're at that point when it comes to graphics now, right? You know, realistically, what's the better? How can we make them better? And at this point, ray tracing is really it. You know, I don't want to say it's the end game, but we're getting to that point where we're getting diminishing returns and sort of uh, in terms of like graphic fidelity and everything. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think ray tracing is pretty cool. I think it's still very early for ray tracing. Like even on the PC world, only the most powerful devices can run it at any sort of good frame rate. So I'm interested to see how they do it on console systems. So looking back at the VRS, the variable rate shading that we were talking about, mm -hmm. the explanation here is that it uses the power of the Xbox to rather than spend GPU cycles uniformly displaying every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on either specific game characters or important environment objects, which results in a more stable frame rate and higher resolution. Well, there you go. Great explanation. That's straight out of their, their wacky thingy that they wrote up today. <laughs> Some fun things that they, they talked about is SSD storage, so solid state drive storage, which is really going to help with load times and, and things like that. Because, I mean, all it's really going to do is, is make access to the data incredibly fast. It'll be like we're on cartridges again. No, exactly. Exactly. Quick resume. So quick resume kind of already exists, but not in the way that they're talking about this. So, I mean, I know, I don't know about you, but you, you could be in the middle playing Red Dead and then you're like, oh, I got to go to dinner. And then you suspend your game, turn off the console and then come back afterwards and then start your console back up. You're in the exact same spot because you suspended your game and then you can continue. Well, supposedly the new Xbox can do this with multiple games. So you can have more than one game at some sort of paused point where you can just jump right in and at different times. So if you were, say, playing Control, because that's an example that we were just talking about, story game, you're, you're faffing about collecting collectibles and stuff. You're just kind of having fun. 
you message me on the on the old Xbox chat there and go, hey, we're playing Call of Duty. You want to join me? Oh, yeah, okay. So I pause control and then I hop into Call of Duty and then Call of Duty might be paused at the login screen of the multiplayer because that's the last place I was. I only ever play Call of Duty in multiplayer. So I just leave it idled on the, the multiplayer screen. Now, this is incredibly hypothetical because number one, I don't play multiplayer games. <laughs> and number two, I haven't played a Call of Duty game since Black Ops 1. Okay. You're a little out of date then, yeah. That was like 10 years ago already. Do you realize that? That was like 10 I years know. ago. I don't like to think about Call of Duty games in that in that way. <laughs> <laughs> We're always one year removed from the last Modern Warfare. Yeah. So there's dynamic latency input. So this is basically to do whatever they can possibly do to minimize latency as, as much as possible to the point where there's integration with HDMI 2.1, where if you have a television that supports this, I guess, I guess this is in new TVs and not old TVs or even more recent TVs, but you plug in with your HDMI 2.1 cable and it automatically enters auto low latency mode and variable refresh rates change so basically anything on your tv that would possibly add lag between your button press and what you actually see on the screen they it turns all that shit off so any like motion blurring or or processing or anything like that so that's it's and it it's, does it automatically all you need to do is plug in the console in with an hdmi cable Yes, you are correct. <laughs> I'm not sure what I want to add to this. I don't it's know. Just, I thought maybe you're like, that's neat. I don't no, know. <laughs> it, it is pretty cool. Uh, it sounds super basic, but generally speaking, that's the thing that's played console games forever is TVs have very shitty input lag. If you want a comparison, like modern gaming monitors, and frankly, most computer monitors in general have an input lag of one millisecond to eight milliseconds. TVs by default are somewhere in like the 70 to 110 millisecond range. Now, TVs that have sort of game modes can get down to, you know, 10 to 12 milliseconds. But essentially, you know, for anybody out there who plays games and they know what lag is like when they hit the server versus what they're seeing on their screen, this is the same thing except it's literally your controller to the screen. So the amount that you can minimize that increases your experience by a ton. And then the variable refresh rate, what that is, is that's your TV changing what its hertz is all the time. So if anybody who plays computer games knows what G-Sync is or FreeSync, it's basically the same idea. Your TV will lower or raise its refresh rate in order to stop tearing on the graphics. So what tearing is, is if you move your your controller left and right really quick. And oftentimes like the top of the screen will be out of alignment with the bottom of the screen. This sort of solves that problem. So there you go. Nerd, nerdgasm right there for you. Well, here's another nerdgasm for you. Cause there's a lot of people who really care about this feature that <laughs> I am like, whatever. Cause I find I don't even notice really, but the, the difference between 30 frames and 60 frames. I know there's a lot of people that are, they can look at stuff and they're just like, well, that's 58 frames. That's not 60. And I'm yeah. like, how? How do you do that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I am one of those people, Mike. <laughs> I don't get it. But I feel like the difference between 30 and 120, I might realize, 
Because that is what they're saying is possible on the new Xbox is 120 frames per second. I'm curious to see what games actually use the 120 frames per second, but it is a tremendous difference. It's, you know, because I went from 60 to 144 with my computer setup, and I can tell on every single game. And it's not even like, well, it's a little more buttery smooth. It's like, this is this is way better. It's a way better experience. And it actually, you know, if you look past all the marketing bullshit, if you're like a Twitch kind of gamer, it does actually make you a better player to have a more frames per second viewable which I would never have believed, but uh, they've done tons of studies on it. Now, uh, if you're a fan of Linus Tech Tips, they did a whole 30-minute things with professional Counter-Strike professionals and all that stuff. It's worth a watch, but it definitely kind of conclusively proves, at least in their their thing, that more frames per second is better. But for a single-player guy like yourself, Mike, I don't know if you'd notice a ton of difference. But See, the big issue with that, if 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 I watch that video that you're talking about, is that I have to deal with Linus tech tips. Oh, I love Linus. I don't like Linus. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't have a problem with his content. I just yeah. don't like it. I, I don't like his face. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Something about Linus. I don't you're like just, Linus. You're just racist against people from BC, Mike, I think. That's uh, that must it. be it. Yeah, that yeah. must be it. And then lastly, we're going to hit this before we go, is that Xbox is promising the Greatest compatibility with all generations of gaming. Now, Xbox has been around for four generations of gaming, and they are promising the most compatible games ever, where you can take games that, like, Xbox has been pretty well known for what they've been doing on the Xbox One with their backwards compatibility program, where you can play games from the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One or the Xbox One, as in the first Xbox. <laughs> yes. OG on, Xbox, yeah. Yeah, on the Xbox One. And this is going to carry forward. And then on the Series X, what this is supposed to do is it's going to automatically increase resolution, increase speed, everything. Like, these are automatically going to get better because the Xbox Series X is supposed to be so great. It's going to fix all this stuff. And, I mean, that's cool. That's nice. For me, when it comes down to, like, playing my old games if it plays them that's cool for me they don't necessarily need crazy upgrades and stuff but i would take them yeah well to me it's like playing an emulator you know there's certain games that i think really benefit from being a little bit more a little bit more fast i guess like goldeneye i've ever played goldeneye on a n64 emulator it's a hundred times better I can imagine just for the controller being Yeah, better, well, for yeah. the controller, too. But, like, you remember how the four-player GoldenEye multiplayer, you'd get, like, three frames per second at right. certain times. You you don't have that problem with emulators. So. Well, there you go. There yeah. you go. Also, uh, the other feature that comes from this compatibility that they're promising is smart delivery. Now, I don't know if you read into this, but this basically stops you having to buy games over and over and over again. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Nintendo is the worst for this. They will sell you Super Mario Brothers 1 a hundred times. And and there's a lot of people that will just buy it. You know, like, oh, I love Super Mario Brothers. It's on the Switch. I'll buy it again. You know, like, like sure. that oh, yeah. kind of thing. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was re-released on the Switch today. Well, what smart delivery, the feature for Xbox is, is if you own a copy of that game on a previous generation, it will carry forward or backwards. So 
the example that they give in their their article is Halo Infinite. Now, Halo Infinite is going to be on Xbox One and on Xbox Series X. So you just go into the Xbox store, you buy Halo Infinite, and say you have your fancy new Xbox hooked up to your fancy TV, and in the bedroom you moved your old Xbox One up into the bedroom to just be a glorified Blu-ray player. Well, it would, in theory, because you bought the game, be able to download the correct copy to each system. So you'd get the Xbox One copy of Halo Infinite on the Xbox One, and the Xbox Series X would get the better copy with the benefits and all that stuff. So, And I actually saw Cyberpunk tweeted that they are going to be a smart delivery compatible game, which means that if you buy the Xbox One version, you will get the Xbox Series X version whenever that is announced. I think that's a pretty cool addition, to be honest with you. I mean, I like the fact that you're not having to plunk down an extra $70 or whatever when you want to get the same game for your newer console, right? I do like that. Yeah. There's PlayStation has kind of been doing something similar for a few years now called cross-buy. Yeah. Where it depends on the game. Not every game supports it. And it sounds like this will be the same thing with Xbox. Is not every game will support it too. But if you bought certain games, it comes with the either... If it's PlayStation 4, you could get either the PlayStation 3 or PlayStation Vita version of the game as well. And that actually, in some cases, is fantastic, where it's like, oh, I bought this game, and I get it three times. And then if I'm, you know, a, a, a whore who wants to to get nothing but PlayStation <laughs> trophies, I can get three games worth of PlayStation trophies. <laughs> you know, like, that does happen. Yes, uh, Absolutely. But so it's it's along those lines. And if more games start supporting that, then that's going to be fantastic. Like a perfect example of a game where that could have been good for me is The Walking Dead. You know, The Walking Dead, the Telltale game. Yes. Yep. So Walking Dead on Telltale, I bought that game originally on PlayStation 3. And then it came out on PlayStation Vita. And I remember being like, well, I already have this. Oh, but I want to play it again. It was a really good game. Here's a good excuse. And then I bought it again and I played it again. Well, eventually The Walking Dead Season 2 came out and it carried your save forward. And I thought, you know what? I I liked playing the Vita version. So I'm going to get The Walking Dead 2 on Vita and then carry my saved game forward into the Vita. Perfect. That's what I did. The Walking Dead Season 3 comes out, and The Walking Dead Season 3 will only be on PlayStation 4. So I have my story that started in PlayStation 3, and then I reenacted it on Vita, and then I carried it forward on Vita, and now I can't carry it forward on PlayStation 4. And because of PlayStation Plus, I got a free number two of Walking Dead over again, but I want to carry my story forward. So I had to go back, and I bought PlayStation 4 version of Walking Dead, and now I have three versions of Walking (laughs) Dead, two versions of Walking Dead 2, and then I have Walking Dead Season 3 and Season 4 on PlayStation 4. See, that's an occasion where it would have been very beneficial for me to have gotten all of those copies for just, I just could have bought Walking Dead and Walking Dead Season 2. I was going to say, how does, and, that, you know, how does that make you feel as a customer, having to basically be forced to buy all those copies? In truth, I wasn't necessarily forced. I could have just 
bought the game and not had my progress carried forward. Right. But I worked hard on that, you know? Like, it's like Mass Effect, you know? You, you, you put all the work into those choices, and then when you pick the default options, the default options are terrible. Major characters who are really cool are dead. Right. You know, right. like, no, can't have that. I want my choices that I made carried forward. That's important to me. Yeah. So... I, I wonder if from the developer perspective, if this means they'll make more money or less money, you know, because like in your example, okay, you bought Walking Dead about 47 times, right? you know, across your three consoles, yes. <laughs> you know, versus Cyberpunk, okay, you're going to buy it once and it's going to move from your Xbox One to your Series X Xbox. Do they make more money or do they make less money or, you know, I, I'm, I want to know how it plays out. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like well, what they could do is just to make it that much more like, oh, I will make money is chances are, because again, it's an opt-in, not every game will be part of this Sure, yeah. This thing, is chances are they could make those games more expensive. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is there like a $10 premium or something on this? Or, or do they make up the price with some sort of in-game DLC? I, I don't know. Or, or do they sell? Or do they sell more consoles? Because surely this has happened to you. Is you wanted to buy part two of whatever your favorite game was, but it's only on PS Five. So you don't want to go pony up the money for PS Five, so you don't end up buying it. But maybe because now you can buy it on PS Four and PS Five, you know, at the same time, you would buy the game now, right? Maybe that would be a situation that would play out. Well, I mean, also think about the fact of like, if my games carry on both. I'm probably more likely to upgrade because I'll have games already. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You come with like a built-in library, basically. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds... The, the Xbox information is, is very compelling. Yeah. I, I'm still very much in the court of I'm probably going to do carry forward with what I'm doing on PlayStation. <laughs> Just because, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm super into Whoa, that ecosystem. Sure. For, for you, it doesn't make a ton of sense to switch, but... Uh. No, no. But, I mean, perhaps you you might take the jump. I, I mean, I know for a fact that my, my brother-in-law is probably loving every second of this because he's... He's an Xbox gamer. He's got an Xbox. He's got an, an Xbox One, an Xbox 360. He's got a big library of games. And he, I, I know every time I see him, I'll be like, what are you playing? And he'll be like, well, on Xbox, I have this game that is an Xbox. You know, he's one of those people who just yeah. likes to talk about how great his Xbox is. Well, and then I just kind of look at him and roll my eyes. And then I'm like, well, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a PS4 game. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I like the Xbox controller a lot more than the PS4 controller. One of my coworkers uses a dongle that plugs into his PS4 that allows him to use an Xbox controller because he feels the same way. Yeah. He uses, well, and I don't think he does anymore because he sold his PlayStation because he's like, there's no games I want to play between now and PlayStation 5. So he just sold his PS4 Pro. Right. So he does have the Elite the elite Xbox controller. I was going to say, I don't know if he's used his elite on the PS4, but he doesn't have a PS4 anymore. So he probably hasn't. So <laughs> I could use it on his computer. Yeah. Well, that's what he, he, I think he said he bought the games pass cause he bought it when it was like, buy it for a dollar and you get like three months. Yeah. You know, so yeah, very good then. I don't know. I feel like that's, a lot of information that we just dropped. A, very, a lot of very techy information. Yeah, real tech heavy. We haven't done that for a while, I feel. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's always nice to nerd out. Yeah. So for like the three people who have stuck it out this far. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're excited for Teraflops. <laughs> yeah. Did you learn about Teraflops? I know I did. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can listen along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and your favorite podcast listening service. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send us an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or you can reach us on our Facebook accounts at ptnerdsftdads. We'll be back next week with more Nerdy Dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And we'll talk to you again as soon. <laughs>